Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter, DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called Up All Night. The ingredients you need are some Grand Marier, some cream soda, some cherry, cherries, real or fake, and some ice. So what you want to do is fill a cocktail shaker with some ice, pour in however many shots of the Grand Marier you would like. I'll probably do about three. Put a little splash of cream soda because it gets really fizzy. Shake it up and then drop your cherries on top and pour into a cocktail glass. And that is an up all night. I actually had that drink and it mm-hmm. was very delightful. I love cream soda. I don't drink soda a lot. I did, it's something about that cream. It really is like creamy fizz. I love it. I love cream soda. I have a cream soda that's in my refrigerator right now and I'm saving it for a rainy day. <laughs> oh, I do that too. Just one. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back to Cocktails or Discussions, you guys. How are you, Medina? Hey, y'all. I'm doing really good. Um, I feel like today was a new moon and I set my alarm clock for a reminder for 11.16 a.m. because whenever it does what it does, that's when it was doing it. And I'm trying to get better <laughs> with the whole moon and stars stuff. And so Hannah was like, mm-hmm. make sure you set your new moon intentions. Girl, I pulled over on the side of the street, was setting my new moon intentions. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Writing them down, but I feel good. I was bi- Today was a very productive Monday. I'm trying to mm-hmm. look at Mondays as not such a negative thing. Like, you know how we just all are like, oh, it's Monday. It's the I beginning. Love Monday. I normally don't, but I'm learning to oh. I'm learning to 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 like Mondays. Today was a, a real Monday. But yesterday also felt like a Monday. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> every day feels like a Monday. Time management. Yeah. Um yeah, anyway. I'm still sleepy. That's Me too, girl. Um, I'm sleeping. I'm still very tired. Um, I'm trying to work through it. Uh, today was a very long day. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it. It was long. I feel like I did a lot and I still have so much more to do, like take out my braids. Um, Just a lot of little busy work things. We had a staff meeting today, which we Ooh, never had. On it was Zoom on or Zoom. in real life? Girl, you think I'm going up to that office? <laughs> <laughs> on zoom um so it was like our end of the year meeting and um they were gonna do a christmas party next week on zoom? <laughs> no. in real life but they got canceled thank goodness um i mean a lot of the you guys i work at a radio station i know some of you new listeners may not know that but um a lot of our personalities they're still hosting parties and they're in the clubs all the time i wasn't going i'll be in texas anyway but yeah so busy day um i'm happy to get this week going because next week is gonna feel like a mini vacation uh the week that you guys are here in this actually it's christmas time um, oh, we'll Merry be... Christmas! I hope yes, that you Merry are Christmas, on Santa's everyone. good list. Nice list. It's the nice list. Naughty mm-hmm. or nice. A bunch of y'all are probably mm-hmm. on the naughty ones. Um, well, <laughs> my sister's baby shower was on Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. it was a great turnout. I've never seen that many people in a Zoom baby shower. It was about fifty people, and I was literally like, "Wow, people really love you." It was a family, news people. My aunt, my dad's youngest sister, my aunt Elle, she really had jokes. She was like, "Look at y'all smiling with all them teeth. It looks like piano teeth." I was there. <laughs> I said, "Mom, get your sister in law." That 
I still have some of the things from the scavenger hunt. I got back from looking for my scavenger hunt items and y'all had moved on to something else. And I was like, well, damn. Okay. Um, yeah. But I want to give a quick shout out to everybody that showed up for the live workout that we had on Patreon with Leticia Gardner this past. Well, by the time y'all hear this, it won't be this past Sunday, but thank y'all for coming in. We're going to try <laughs> to make this a monthly thing. My legs are hurting. After we did that live workout, I stayed with her and her husband, who was an ex ball player. And he was like, you want to lift some weights? We'll just do some light work. I can't feel my legs. Every time I sit I on the toilet, can. I'm, I have to like assist. I need one of those old people bars. He looks bro. like all he does is work out. I was eat, dying. And drink and muscle milk. You know, when personal trainers are like, you can do it, you can do it. I can't do it. But that's I why I don't really fool with stuff like that. Um, I don't. We also um, had our cocktail hour live thing. It was nice to see you guys' faces, um, the people who were willing to join and to chat with you guys. Um, that was Shout fun. out to Tanya, who was hating the whole live. I love you, girl. I want to say um, I appreciate all the patrons who have been supporting us. Um, yes. Y'all pay y'all's little subscription. Y'all enjoy the cocktails. You give us some feedback. You, We just really appreciate you guys. So thank you again um, for subscribing to Patreon. And tell your friends to join too. Tell a friend to tell a friend. All right, you guys. This week... We do have a guest, and I am very excited. Um, we have Dr. Angela Hawkins, and she is a gynecologist, and you will fit perfectly in the show because we talk about our vaginas a lot. Hi, Dr. Hawkins. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for Thank coming. Thank you for coming. Um, so you are a gynecologist. How long have you been doing this? Uh, nine years. Okay. And where are you located? I'm in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay. So um, I do a little segment and this one is actually about um, an incident that happened. Somebody ended up in the hospital. I said, oh, perfect for today. I have lots of sex injury questions for you later and we're going to play a game with you. We thought the show sex took us to the ER. (laughs) Right. That is such an interesting show. I've never watched it. Wait, y'all are being Listen, for real. It's not so interesting when you get called in at 2 a.m. for some of that stuff, though. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I've got lots of questions. Okay, but first, let me go ahead and tell you this. You guys, this one is short. You said a man is not a necessity. A man is a luxury. Like dessert. <laughs> yeah. A man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter oh not at all i adore dessert i love men i think men are the coolest but you don't really need them to live um so this girl walked into the emergency room and the staff said it looked like a bad vampire movie um they said that she was drenched in blood from like her mouth down. All the nurses were reacting to her. And then she said, you know, it's not my blood. It's not my blood. The EMTs came in with her boyfriend. It turns out she was giving him head in the car and they got into a horrible crash. And yeah, that was his blood all over her. Did she so. bite it off? Not off, but she bit it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that disgusting? So y'all be careful while you're trying to get frisky um, on the road. It's very dangerous. Trying to spice up your life. Mm -hmm. Y'all know I love sex injury stories. Send them to me if you see any so I can read them during weird sex. (laughs) 
That was definitely <laughs> crazy. So, oh my gosh, Dr. Hawkins, before we get into our discussion, we like to play a game with our guests just to kind of loosen everybody up. So there's a game that Kiki and I play on the show called I'm Curious to Know. So we have curated a couple of couple of questions for you, just for you. And Kiki, would you like to go first? Sure. Have you ever, uh, I'm curious to know, have you ever had a patient who was um, an ex of someone you were dating? No. Anyone ever that close? Okay. Nah. I am <laughs> curious to know, what is the worst news you have ever had to give a patient? Oh, well, so it kind of, I mean, that could encompass a lot of things. That could encompass sad things or like scandalous things. Ooh, but, what about um, scandalous? Ooh. Okay, we'll go with scandalous. <laughs> I mean, so there was a delivery that I was in. We were, and I have this. Uh, oh Lord, that's a little bit. Um, she doesn't have much of a filter anyway. So deliver the baby, and and mom and dad are at the bedside, and it's a it's a cute little young white couple mm -hmm. um and the reason that comes into play is is only because the nurse is over there you know drying off the baby and and the dad's over there looking at the baby all excited you know and he's like well why is his ball sack so dark <laughs> and she said well because he's mixed <laughs> and she just set it out without even any you know like ease into it or anything and he just turned bright red and turned and looked at me and i'm just finishing up <laughs> you're like this is none of my business i'm just the baby's healthy i'm not in that what do you even do after that do you stay in the hospital with your wife he well he left um and his family but like they were coming up and she's like i don't know what's going on i don't know what they're talking about she's still trying to you know continue the charade but i don't remember seeing him come back that mm. yeah, those aren't those aren't fun i can only imagine Ooh, okay um has anybody ever passed gas while um you were given a pap smear <laughs> Yeah. Does yeah. it has it smell really bad? And were you like, girl? Were you like, yeah? Were you like, man? Not smell bad. Like, Sometimes they don't smell. But were you like, ma'am? Like, cause do you feel the air smack you? <laughs> I mean, it's an uncomfortable exam, and, and people are always like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm going to go to the bathroom, or I'm going to pass the gas, or whatever. So I'm just like, it's fine. It's fine. It happens. You try to make them feel okay, but. Yeah. But I mean, it's similar to women who like, you know, when, when you're having a baby, they always say you're probably going to have a bowel movement when mm -hmm. you have a baby. But you have some and they're like, it's just a little bit. And others who like a whole week's worth of meals is there. So I mean, wow. it's hazards of the job, I guess. Oh, I just concentrate yeah. so hard on not doing things like that. Because first of all, my farts are like atomic bombs. And second of all, I would just be so embarrassed. So when I get waxed or when I go to the gynecologist, I, that is what I'm really focusing on. Like, please, please. You know, it gets a little moist. Everything's just sloshing around. Okay, last one. I'm curious to know, what is the most awkward question that you have been asked as a gynecologist? 
It's about awkward. I guess I'm just so used to people asking like personal questions that I, I guess I don't even consider them awkward anymore. Like people ask me about, I mean, even older people Mm -hmm. like ask me about sex and, and things like that. And the other day I had a patient who was like 26 and should already know this by now, but she's like, so what's the right way to wipe? Is it back to front or front to back? And I'm like, I'm like, and here is your prescription for BV because <laughs> you got it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like some things I'm like, you've grown enough to already know some of those things. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, are you married? Me, no. Okay. I just wanted to know. Us either. <laughs> yeah, we're single. Hey, if you know anyone, if you, you know. If you have any colleagues. Any of those OKC Thunder players, send them our way. Doctors will be fine for me. (laughs) Okay, Okay. so Dr. Hawkins, why did you become a gynecologist? Did you always want to do this? I didn't actually go to med school thinking I was going to be a gynecologist. Like, I think some people go in and they're like, oh, delivering babies would be fun. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you also think about all of the not so pleasant sides of being a gynecologist. So I went in thinking I would do like pediatrics and, you know, play with babies. But then I realized like, it's a lot, pediatrics is a lot of clinic and the same stuff like all day, every day, mm-hmm. just kids, babies, kids, babies, clinic all day. And what I, I liked about um, women's health was that you can take care of somebody from like the time they're just starting their period. So like early teen, all the way up through them having babies mm-hmm. and pretty much going through all of their life transitions. So it's more of a relationship that you get to develop. And I mean, you know, going through a pregnancy with someone is always amazing. I mean, you connect with those people and form bonds. And that's so probably it was really cool. Like you probably get to see like the young girls grow up, go through their hoe phase, come out of it. And now they're <laughs> yeah. having children. It's like, I oh, remember when you were a young thought. And, you know? and you get to have, you get to have those, you know, sit down, come to Jesus talks with them sometimes and be like, what are you thinking? You How know? often do you have to give those talks? All the time. Like really? every day. All the time. I love doing it actually. Like I'm like, send your teenagers to me because I'm not gonna lie. Like I love sitting down and being like, let's talk. So, I feel like I mo- a lot of doctors should do that if you have, you know, teenagers for a long time because they might learn a lot, especially about like STDs. Like, all yeah. right, girl, I let's think sit down and talk. Are more open to a doctor who they're comfortable with Mm -hmm. than they would be with their parents. Yeah. Um, Well, and there's a lot of it. A lot of times they don't want to talk to their parents. They're irritated by their parents or they're embarrassed to talk about it with their parents. mm -hmm. I kick the parents out of the room and say, okay, let's talk. Let's have a real discussion. Yeah. I like when doctors get real. Because then you can be like, okay, let me be honest. When you were asking me the questionnaire (laughs) questions, I lied about this one. (laughs) I've had that too. Like, so yeah, when the patients are lying about stuff, these <laughs> when yeah. patients come to you and they're filling out this questionnaire and then you realize that they're lying, like, what do you tell them? And is this happening I, every day? Because I feel like it probably does. It happens a lot. Like when they come and they say, no, I'm not sexually active. But then at the same time, they're like, well, can you swab me for this? I'm like, but why? <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, what are let's adults lying about? Why? 
So yeah, I can tell you what adults, adults lie about, about because I've lied about it. When they ask mm -hmm. you how much, like, there's something about unprotected sex. Like, how often do you have unprotected? I always lie on that because I'm just like, when I was in college, my gynecologist at the school, he was like the clinic gynecologist. He scarred me. Like, I lied. What I happened? started lying from that point on because when I told the truth, he was like, "Well, do you like getting BV?" And I was like, "His name was Doctor Hood." I was like, "Doctor Hood." I'm like, well, "I guess I should start lying. You tell the truth, and you're scolded. I just just give me the medicine, sir." <laughs> yeah, I mean, they lie about like how many partners they've had. That's a question. If they've ever had STDs in the past, and I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes you can see the labs from the past, and you're like. Okay. Um, oh, that's <laughs> embarrassing. If someone like, lies about like, having an abortion, can you tell when you go inside of their vagina that they lied? Well, not that. Like, if somebody tells me they've not ever had a baby or like a procedure or something like that, then sometimes I can tell that they've had something before, mm -hmm. um, whether it was an abortion or a procedure or, or an actual delivery. Mm -hmm. You know, I can tell something happened, but not necessarily what. But yeah. Mm -hmm. See, y'all stop lying to the doctors. It'll make it so much easier if you just tell well, the and truth. Well, I'm the last person you should lie to. Like, I can you're help you. I guess people just are so, like, so. fearful of being People judged. are scared. Yeah. 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 You're like the doctor. And it's so uncomfortable. You're so already there with your pants down. <laughs> True. Farting just in her like, face. Everything just out for you to see. And so you just... Uh, I can I can see why some people would lie about certain things, but like yeah. when it comes to have you ever had STDs and stuff like that, d tell the truth. Yeah, come on now. Um, before well, we get into the times, it's like Medina said, they're worried that they're going to get judged. But then the longer we talk, they're like, "Okay, you're cool. We, mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. I'll tell you this or I'll tell you that." So yeah, I think <clears> they just want to kind of get the vibe first. Yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. How often should women visit their gynecologist? It really is different for everybody. Um, so it depends on if you're on medications. Like if I'm giving you a prescription, I'll at least see you once a year just to be sure you're doing okay and that we're not having any side effects or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, if it's just routine stuff like pap smears now, if they're normal, you only have to get every three years. Um, oh, really? Every so three? Really just on... Yeah, but they, I mean, you suggest still having a yearly exam from someone, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be your gynecologist if you don't otherwise need anything. But I'm sometimes the only person anybody sees. They don't see their primary care because they don't really get sick. So they just come see me every year for I definitely routine. see my gynecologist more than I see the primary care physician because yeah. I make sure I get that. I make sure I go to the gynecologist for like STD tests. I'm mm -hmm. going to do that more often than I would go for like just a regular checkup. Right. Yeah. And and it's suggested that you get an STD screen every year. So. Mm -hmm. um, so ladies, you heard that. Make sure y'all are going to see your gynecologist just for your just so you know you're healthy. Mm -hmm. um, what are some key questions that that young ladies and women should ask their gynecologist? Because I know sometimes we might get in there and you are feeling nervous or your your mind just does go kind of blank or maybe you are healthy, but we're just we should still ask certain things. The biggest thing is to know what screening you need um, and when and how often. Uh, if you're otherwise healthy and not having any issues, the biggest thing is just knowing what's normal for you and, and what you should be doing to keep up to keep up with your health. Mm -hmm. um, outside of that, anytime you're worried that something is off or weird, don't be embarrassed to ask. Just just bring it up and ask because you never know if it is or isn't something concerning. 
Now, something that I, that has happened with me before with doctors, and I've ended up just switching doctors because I didn't like this, but it's like sometimes I've gone and I'll express concerns about things and the doctors will brush it off and say it's normal or don't worry about it so much or this is just a side effect of your birth control. It'll be fine. And then, you know, we had a guest before who said that her doctor had been telling her that her periods being irregular um, was abnormal, but not too much to worry about. And then she found out that she doesn't have any eggs left. How how should people handle situations when they feel like their doctors aren't listening to them? And what do you do when you get a patient who says that their previous doctor hasn't been listening to them? Yeah. And that's a big, that's a big um, issue and that patients are scared, I think, to ask follow-up questions or advocate for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to not I mean, sometimes things are normal. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I tell patients, it's okay, that's normal. Don't worry about that. But I will follow that up with, but what's worrying you about it or what's bothering you about it? Because if there's something outside of that, then let's talk about it. Or let's follow up again and see how it is in a month or two to be sure that it's not changing. Um, Because sometimes some people just need reassurance that even though it seems off, it's not necessarily bad. But then outside of that, if there's something going on and people just keep brushing it off or telling you it's nothing, but it's Mm -hmm. still worrying you or it seems like it's not normal, then you do need to advocate for yourself. And if that's saying, no, we need to do something else or finding another doctor that's willing to listen, then you have to do that because, um, you know, I think people are told to trust their doctors, Mm -hmm. but busy. Doctors have bad days. Doctors miss things. We're mm-hmm. not we're not perfect. Um, so if it's if it's one thing if you just feel like they didn't quite get what you were trying to tell them, then follow up, advocate for yourself, say no, but you know, be sure that you get your point across. But if they're just really not listening, then you got to move on and and find somebody that you feel like is going to at least take your concern seriously, or at least work it up. And even if the doctor says it's all going to be negative, mm-hmm. at least that makes better. You got an ultrasound or you got lab work done or you got cultures and you know that at least all those things are normal and nothing bad is going on. So it's better to do something and and give somebody peace of mind than to just brush them off and they're still home scared. Um, I have another question. Now you're talking about making sure everything is normal. We've got I feel like so we don't have many... to pay a copay after this. <laughs> we um, <laughs> we've oh got a lot of advice emails in the past with people with questions about either their pH balance, something's throwing it off, whether they're getting recurring BV or yeast infections, or something just seems off. Um, and then they'll ask about different products. So a lot of people um, have said that they've tried suppositories. I've heard about like Yoni pearls and things like that. What's your take on all those things that people tell us to put up our vaginas? <laughs> Stop putting stuff up your vaginas, <laughs> first of all. Um, BV is the devil. I mean, mm-hmm. most women um, throughout the year are going to go through periods of their pH balance being off. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, your body will reset on its own given time, but nobody likes those irregular, awkward times where it just doesn't feel quite right. Mm-hmm. But eventually, your body will reset. But what and if it doesn't? Because <laughs> I am one of those women who has struggled with BV and I had to switch doctors oh, yeah. because what she did was she just gave me like an unlimited uh, 
amount of refills, not unlimited, but it was just like a lot of refills. So I didn't have to keep going in. We, I already knew what it was when it would come. And so I would just keep medic using the, the uh, metronidazole. Metronidazole, or whatever it's metronidazole or something like that. But I'm not a big like medicine person. So I was like, I don't want to keep, you know, just putting this gel up in my vagina. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's going to come back and we're not really getting to the root of the problem. And my mm -hmm. experience with doctors and BV has been like, they're just like, here's some medicine. When it comes mm -hmm. back, here's some yeah. more medicine. And that's why BV is the devil. Everybody's different. Some people it's just, you know, changes that are natural. Like some women will get it right before a period or right after. And that's just because your pH balance changes with bleeding. It changes with hormone changes. And then it'll reset when all those things go back to normal for a few weeks. And then yes, next month, you're going to get a little bit of, of irregularities. And so awful. some of those people just do maintenance right around their period when they know it's going to happen mm -hmm. um, with whether it's metronidazole or, or something else or whatever works for you, but they know that that's what causes it. For some women, it's just recurrent. And sometimes we do have to get to the root of, there are different things that can cause those imbalances. You can have, everybody has a different bacterial flora. Some mm -hmm. people have ureoplasma, some people have mycoplasma, some people have gardnerella. So there's what are these things now? <laughs> they're, they're bacteria, but they're oh, normal okay. this is people, nice. oh but they're but they're more symptomatic for other people. Mm. And so sometimes you have to do more investigation and in figuring out what's triggering it. Um, you want to be sure, like again, you know, douching is gonna flush out the good bacteria. So don't do those things. Don't use a lot of scented soaps in the vagina. Um, you're flushing out the good with the bad. So lots of scented bubble baths. Some people just can't do things. They're just a little bit too sensitive to be able to do a lot of scented and, um, you know, cotton underwear you need to wear. And, and, you know, when you go to the gym, you want to be sure you shower right after and dry off because you're just really, some people are just really sensitive, but there's things you can do for maintenance as well that aren't um, all just doing, you know, flagell every week, metronidazole every week. Mm -hmm. um, there's boric acid suppositories that you can do. The, I mean, I, there's so many different products out there that, you know, some are okay, but most are probably not. Like, again, all of the soaps and, and balances um, that are being marketed usually are just a temporary fix. They make you feel better for a day or so because you feel fresher, but then they didn't really fix whatever was causing the imbalance. The yoni pearls that people are making at home and, the problem with that is you just don't know what's in it, how much is in it, and right. doing it. So yeah. we get people all the time that are like, "Can I send you the samples?" And I'm like, "Girl, this is my vagina. Like, I don't. Right. You're making it at home. Who all is touching yeah. it? I can't try that up. out. <laughs> I can't you try know, that out. Yeah. You want and BV has such a cr like the smell is literally like a sewer. I don't understand why. What creates that smell? It's the bacterial imbalance. So it's those extra, I mean, it's usually imbalance, an imbalance of your normal bacteria, but when it gets, when it gets out of alignment, then yeah, that thing it out. is like, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we really spent some time on <laughs> the BB. I feel I like mean, some of y'all People really have that, that issue a lot. I mm -hmm. feel like we are constantly getting girls talking about it. Yeah. And when we've, we've had a guest on in the past, who said that she had like, she was constantly getting BV, nothing was working. And the amount of listeners who wrote us and they were like, I have gone through this too. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is crazy. And it's really not fair. Um, mm -hmm. I 
have another question. And it's, I think I asked you this in high school, Kiki. I don't know why I remember this. We were walking up the stairs of the 400 block. And I don't even remember mm -hmm. why I asked you this. But Dr. Hawkins, can you get pregnant through anal? And this might be one of those grown people questions that like it is. I should know. But <laughs> is it possible? So not technically just specifically anal. But the issue is that usually it's not, I mean, unless you just go straight for it, usually there's some contact elsewhere beforehand. And so even like pre-playing, if it's if there's any possibility that some sperm is going to get near the vagina, mm -hmm. then it's possible. Okay. Even if it's not like fully vaginal sex, you know. If, but there if, aren't if any like back doors in your booty hole where the sperm can sneak but, through and get inside. No. Okay. No. Just want to, you know. I mean, because if you have, so that would be called a fistula where there's an opening between the rectum and the vagina. Oh, that's the thing. And we definitely don't need to have any openings because imagine all the other right. infections and things that you right. would get. Yeah. And things that would be coming out of the wrong spots. Yeah. So you would know. Okay. So no, there's no connection there. Is anal unhealthy to do? Like, I know we've made that into like a thing and people enjoy it, but is that something that you should, <laughs> should the booty hole be off limits? <laughs> the, the biggest, well, one of the bigger risks is infection risk because there's more bacteria obviously there. Um, so you just have to use a lot of good hygiene and then there's increased risk for hemorrhoids, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. And then anal loosening. So then there's the increased risk for like leakage. If yeah. someone is having like a booty hole problem, do they tell you about that or do they need to go see somebody else? Are you like, that's not yeah, my sometimes. area? I mean, there's a there's a branch of gynecologists that are called urogynecologists. They're the booty they hole gynos? They do. They deal with bladder, like vaginal loosening, and then mm -hmm. they'll do some rectal repair as well. Wow. Yeah. Seeing. <laughs> <laughs> that is making my booty hurt right now thinking about it it's actually making mine hurt too i'm like wow it's like tight like when you're constipated everybody is tight. puckered listening right now mm -hmm. <laughs> so i saw on tiktok and i don't know if this is real my best friend told me to ask that guys were going around saying that there are smooth vaginas on the inside and then there's textured vaginas is that true or do they all it's just a it's just wet right <laughs> i mean for the most part they're all textured like you have what are called rugations like the reason that vaginas are able to expand for sex and they're able to expand to have a baby is because you've got this like what again what we call rugations are like these folds in the vagina that allow things to expand mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and so they're all kind of textured now when women get into menopause some of that goes away and the tissues kind of tighten up a little bit and it's a little more smooth. But in young, otherwise healthy women, it's not, I mean, they're all textured or, you know, have folds and things like that. So you can't really have a loose vagina. You know, like when people, and maybe this is more of like a high school thing, but they're like, oh, and she was loose. And she, can you, can you really get loose? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, again, though, vaginas are very forgiving. So 
I think when guys say stuff like that, it's just to make themselves feel good because sometimes they're just a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in general, like I said, vaginas are very forgiving. They're very expandable. So it's not so much that they're, I mean, we, it's like you can put a tampon like, in. So, and, and it stays in. Right. right. So maybe right. So if your like penis is smaller than a tampon, then it might, yeah. it might feel like right. Even cute. like when you say someone's got like a stretchy <laughs> vagina, it all kind of like collapses in on itself. It's not like it's just this big gaping vast sinkhole area. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. The vaginas so, are. I think men say that to make themselves feel better. I agree. Um, so. Let's talk about queefing. I absolutely hate the sound of a queef. I hate when I get up out the bed and all of a sudden it's just it's like embarrassing. It's so embarrassing because you're like it's borderline like farty sound, and then you just can't. It's just doing what it wants to do. It's just bilingual down there. Why does that happen? This air gets in there. Just depending on. I mean, if you've had sex, then obviously some air is going to get pushed in there. Or, I mean, even sometimes a position change, if it happens right, a little bit of air will suck in there. It's just air. It's just. I want to ask another question. So what happens? Well, not what happens. What can people do if their vaginas are starting to dry up? Mm. Well, so it depends on what the problem is. Um, What could the problem be? Well, so sometimes women that are on birth control, because birth control gets you at a nice, low, steady state of hormones. So sometimes, especially if you're on a low dose birth control or you're on a birth control that has low estrogen in it, the vaginal tissues, those mucous glands don't get as much hormone stimulation Mm -hmm. as they normally do. And so it can feel a little bit more dry. But sometimes women describe dryness when what they're really feeling is tissue sensitivity. It feels scratchy, which they can't really describe more than by saying it feels dry. Um, And so really sometimes it's tissue irritation or it's tissue irritation that is kind of keeping those mucous glands from being as active as they should be. So a lot of times I'll have patients come in and we'll be sure we don't have some inflammation from something Mm -hmm. and do some cultures. But if we feel like if it's, if it's hormones like from birth control or women that are getting closer to menopause and their hormone levels are dropping, sometimes we'll do a vaginal cream, Mm -hmm. just kind of, just cream Plump it up. When you're when people are on vaginal creams, you should not be having sex, right? Or is it okay? It depends on what cream it is. Um, if like if it's if it's a medicated cream, it's not harmful. But I mean, if you have sex right after using it, it's just all going to come out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a waste! What a waste! I got to go back. If it's for an infection, I would imagine you should not. Uh, <clears throat> you can get that infection <laughs> cleared up first. You know, wait, let it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so when sex is painful, what could be the issues that someone is having? I know that I personally have had painful sex where it's like, it goes in and it's just like, it almost feels like it's a cramp that occurs, but it's hard to explain because you can't, you don't feel the feeling anymore. So when you go to the doctor and you're like, you know, when they push down, they're like, oh, have you had painful sex? And you're like, well, sometimes kind of, but I don't really know if that's like a problem or not, or if he's just really large. Sometimes it's just random. Um, and it, it's also different. Like some women say pain with sex and they are talking more like it stings at the opening when he's going in, but deeper, it doesn't hurt. 
or the vaginal tissues again feel dry or mm -hmm. irritated or something like that. And then some women have like deeper crampy pain and that's usually either he's hitting the uterus or the cervix and irritating it. And so it gets, it's almost like period cramps sometimes. Mm -hmm. so sometimes it's positional or sometimes for women it's, it's timing like right when you're ovulating, you'll be a little <laughs> bit more inflamed. So your uterus might be a little bit more tender um, or right before or after a period, your uterus is a little more inflamed. So, you know, it, other times it doesn't really hurt, but around that time it might just because it's a little bit more, more sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it just depends on timing. Sometimes it depends on position um, or if it's vaginal, then sometimes it's a tissue issue. Wow. They really be banging that cervix. That's they really like, do. And I don't like that. Like certain I don't, positions, I'm like, uh, 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 uh. I always wonder, can yeah. they feel it? Well, probably a little bit. Yeah. They can tell they're hitting Beating something. something. I'm like, yeah. stop that. No, we're not getting in that position because I already know what's going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have my body at the wrong angle and you're going to be going to pound town on my cervix. And I don't need that. That's, that is uncomfortable. I don't like yeah. it one bit. <laughs> you're serious. And I mean <laughs> that. Yeah. I let y'all know. It does not feel good. Dr. Hawkins, do you have a lot of friends that like will pull you aside or family members that are like, hey, girl, can I, can I ask you something real quick? Yeah. Family <laughs> members, I, I pretty much, I'm like, go see your doctor. We're not, especially depending on what it is. Like sometimes I'll have little cousins and they'll ask me stuff and I'll be like, okay, let's, let's talk. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, like I told my granny, don't, don't come to me and don't send your little friends to me. <laughs> do people not, ever like try to get game. you? Do they ever try to get you to like sneak and write them a prescription really fast oh, so yeah. they don't have to go? Oh yeah, yeah. Because my granny thinks like amoxicillin fixes everything, so she's always, baby, write me a quick prescription for some amoxicillin. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. They want to use me, and it's for stuff that's not even gynecology related. I'm like, I'm not writing your blood pressure medicines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking about that movie. What is it called? Why did I get married when somebody got an STD and um, he wanted to go to the friend to get the prescription yeah. so he could get a shot or something to be done with mm -hmm. it. So, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what um, a scandal. Speaking of STDs, what are the most common STDs that you have to tell people they have? Lately, it's all, there's three. I am seeing trichomonas, chlamydia, and gonorrhea like weekly. Really? Trichomonas probably more than everything, but chlamydia <clears throat> close second, and then gonorrhea is coming up. Which yeah. one would you say most people don't have symptoms for and they seem shocked or something when you tell mm. them, okay, well, actually, you've got a little chlamydia? All three of those are, I mean, if you're really paying attention and you like know yourself, all three of those should be pretty symptomatic because. Mm -hmm. I can tell right away. Like the minute I put the speculum in, I'm like, it's one of the three mm -hmm. or all three. When yeah. you Is give it the them discharge you're seeing? Discharge, odor. Yeah. I was just wondering what would make her know right off the bat, but okay. Yeah. Well, and then they should have some like itching and irritation with it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you deliver the news, you come back with your clipboard, maybe your glasses are on your nose. And you're like, hey, Miss Jameson, you got chlamydia. What is the initial reaction? It's not funny, but just what is the initial reaction that people are people just in shock? Like, I know. Usually I'm so surprised that they're just they act like they're not surprised by it. Like, okay. 
So I just need to go to the pharmacy. Like some They're of probably them in are shock. and they get in their car and they cry. I guarantee right. you. But, but most of them are like, okay. And then like half the time I have them come back and they're, or they call and they'll be like, well, I took one pill and I gave my boyfriend the other pill. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not how it works. So they're still, they still I got mean, it. I, you know, for me, that would bust up the whole relationship, but they, they're still chilling y'all just, and coming y'all back just multiple playing times. Good, a game of clap back and forth. Y'all just <laughs> passing it. Y'all just playing it like that tennis. Clap back. back. Yes. <laughs> the clap back. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dudes always think if you're good, I'm good. They do. And that's so <clears throat> annoying. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Go get your ass yeah. tested just like I do. Have you ever had any sex workers as patients? Yeah. Do they tend yeah. to be more like safer and more on top of their sexual health than the average person? No, <laughs> no, unfortunately, um, not really. I mean, you would think that they would be more, I, but I don't know if they just get lax or at that mm-hmm. point they just don't care. But a lot of the know, sex I'm workers who really come on the show say people. that they are more than the average person, and I, I always wonder what an actual doctor would say. Because you're seeing everybody. I might not be the ones that are a little bit more, um, that are a little bit more, you know, take more precautions. They may not need to come in to see me, but the ones that I see that are coming in, I'm treating them for something usually. Speaking of sex workers, sometimes like when I watch porn and I see some of the crazy activities that people do, like fisting, I just always am like, it's, how is first of all how is it physically possible it looks very painful and what damage is that creating inside of your body i I mean again the vagina is very forgiving but they've i mean it's just like it's just like you are almost training your vagina to like dilate for that i mean nobody starts off being able to accommodate a whole fist but the more you do stuff like that the easier it is Wow. No, thanks. No, thanks. That is one thing <laughs> I've always been like, oh, my God, I don't even, I can't. You, Anything um, that looks too painful makes me nervous. Yeah. Well, I mean, this my next question. I'm like, you said that the vagina is forgiving. So I'm assuming that if you, let's say someone has sex with a man in the morning time. And then she has sex with a different man in the afternoon. Can that, can man number two tell that there was a man number one that morning? <laughs> I mean, as long as she cleaned up well, probably not. Okay. Maybe there's not, if there's like, still a little cum stains and she didn't shower, he might have a clue. <laughs> but as far as the circumference <laughs> of your vagina, it will just go back and they really can't tell. Where do these lies come from? insecure men and men who are constantly trying to control us and what we do with our vaginas they tell you that to scare you so if you're thinking about cheating in the same day you will spread it out control Mm -hmm. speaking of control let's talk about these grips let's have a little grip talk are kegels really a good exercise for the muscles (laughs) in your vagina or do we just be doing them for no reason they are but most people don't do them right they just don't know what muscles to use like i'll even like i'll have patients in the office and they're they're talking about like they feel like their muscles aren't right and all so i'll be like so 
two fingers, squeeze my two fingers. And they have no clue how to even use their vaginal Oh, like muscle. you'll actually put your fingers in and you're like, squeeze. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I'm going to ask that my doctor if she'll do that. So I can make sure I'm doing them right. Because oh, I think I am. Yeah, when you're playing. But, <laughs> like, get out. but they actually have pelvic physical therapists who teach people how to use their vaginal muscles. Because a lot of times you're just not using the right muscles. Most people are just like squeezing their butt cheeks or bearing down, but they're not actually using vaginal muscles. What exactly how do often, we... Go ahead. How often do you get somebody who comes in with something stuck in there? Whether it be a tampon, a toy... I wouldn't say a often, <laughs> but several times a year, like just this past month, I had a patient who was in for just, she's routine exam and I go to do her exam and I'm like, so I, I'm like, hang on just a second, go back out of the room, get my little tweezers, mm -hmm. come back in. And I pull this huge tampon out and I'm, and well, if you've never had it happen to you, it's like a noticeable stench, like a rat okay. crawled up in there and died type of a, a couple stench. of them. Like, we we have to shut the room down and fumigate it for a couple of hours before we can use it again. It's that oh bad. Take God. the trash out. I and have that. So what does she say? Notice that stuff, but it just happened this past month, and she's like, "I'm like, when was your last period? Like three weeks ago." So it's been in there at least. Three weeks, but yeah, but then sometimes people are just scared. Like I, we had a patient come in with one of those long sheath cock rings, and they knew that it had come off, but it wasn't uncomfortable to her, and she was too embarrassed until she finally was like, "Okay, somebody's got to get this thing out." I mean, we just had to like, you know, pry it down and out, but she left it in there for a while before she finally came in. That the, the tampon thing, it's crazy that the girl didn't want to tell anybody that happened to me a couple months ago. And I didn't know what was happening. I thought I had like a BV times 21. I was like, this is it. I am going to die from BV. I'm going to be the first person. They're going to research my vagina because there was such a, I mean, I was like, what is this? I was layering on panties. I was, you know how insecure you feel when your vagina is, has a stench coming from it. So I'm like, I'm like, I have to tell my mom, I'm 32 years old. I don't really talk to my mom about this stuff anymore. I had to call my mom. I was like, mom, there's something wrong with my vagina. She's like, well, what's going on? I was like, there's black stuff coming out and it smells <gasps> like turtles crawled inside and died <laughs> and their Turtle. little shells are just in there rotting and my mom was like okay we're calling we called my childhood doctor who she has seen me through my periods throughout she's in dallas call her i'm telling her what's going on me her and my mom are on three-way she's like yeah i don't know what it could be because i didn't remember that my tampon was in there what ended up happening one night i sat in the tub and was douching like just water like a water douche and i was just like one more time one more time i was acting like i was giving birth and then i saw this little thing coming out i thought it, it looked like a little foot and i was like oh my gosh this whole time i had a baby in me and it was i mean i was so scared i pulled it out it was a tampon that had to have been in there and i pulled it out through the water it smelled it lit up the bathroom it was I couldn't believe I did that. And what happened was I was drunk and it was during the summer and I went to the, I remembered exactly what day it was. I went to the bathroom and I put in another tampon, not realizing that I had a tampon already in there and it had been in there for weeks. Oh my God. But you knew something was off, right? Yes. Like you knew something was off. Some people come in and they have, they're just surprised, had no clue.
Wow. Do they not have a sense of smell? That's what I wonder. Because I feel like the smell would be the thing, like, even if you didn't feel any physical discomfort, Mm -hmm. once that smell starts coming, because even like regular period days, changing tampons, that's not a a nice smell. I don't like that coppery smell, Mm -hmm. you know, or like when you leak out of your tampon a bit. I smell that. I'm yeah. Like, Ugh. And it's like, let me go clean up and get myself together. So I can only imagine an old one. Ooh. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> it's hard being a woman. There's just so There's much. There's a lot of care. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And now, like, seeing my sister pregnant and everything that she's gone through with her pregnancy and just being a woman, I really understand when parents be like, I brought you into this world and I'll take you out. I sure will take you out because let me tell you all the things this body don't went through. Let me tell you real quick. <laughs> yes. And she has suffered. Oh, Jesus. Huh. Um, How common is that condition? What is it called again? Uh, it's it's not uncommon like you hear about morning sickness all the time Mm -hmm. but the actual severe like in the hospital iv fluids you know that doesn't happen as often um and that's pretty severe Mm -hmm. and some people can get really really sick um but you know morning sickness i see where i've where i've got to give them you know some medication to get through the day and and get through that first trimester that's not uncommon but when getting really really sick like that is is not not common is there anything that people can do to like help prevent that or is it just totally random it's just random mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. i have no interest in bearing a child it's too much <laughs> just going on too many things mm-hmm. i'm starting to reconsider it i'm not gonna yeah. lie so shout out to all the mothers out there um and everything that you've gone through um potentially risked because um i could never yeah <laughs> I don't know if I can. It might have to end up being an accident. I'm just like, well, <laughs> hey, guys, it happened. Um, before we move on to Indecisive Diane, I wanted to talk about some of the things we might use to um, arouse ourselves or our man or woman during sex, like putting um, food on our vaginas, mm. whipped cream. Things like that. Whipped cream, edible ice, panties, edible panties, um, spit. Are these things that, again, we should not be doing, but it's just we like to because it spices up our, it's fun. I don't think it's necessarily harmful. You just have to be sure, you know, especially like things like spit. There's bacteria there. You just want to be sure, you know, go to the bathroom after, take your shower after, mm. things like that. You just want to minimize your infection risk but none of it's harmful okay what if he flosses first and brushes his teeth before the spit is that a little should we take that precaution <laughs> that's helpful <laughs> get some of that bacteria up out of it you have floss right by the bed he thinks you're grabbing economy like no baby go floss real quick <laughs> and rinse out your mouth it would probably give a nice cooling sensation as well with some would. mouthwash you know definitely yeah, don't pour that right on there mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to see, did we, Kiki, did you have any more questions before we move on to Indecisive Diane? Um, I do. I wanted to know something about sex injuries. I know I asked you, I just like the weird stuff. I know I asked you about people getting stuck, but what kind of accidents have people gotten into while having sex and then they have to come see you? 
What do you mean by getting stuck? Like, okay, for example, this isn't something I needed to see my gynecologist for, but I definitely asked about it. I feel like that's how I I got sciatica was I did something while I was having sex and I was in a position I didn't have no business in. And now I have (laughs) back problems. Um, Are people pulling muscles, hurting organs internally? Um, Anything like that? muscles and yeah i mean yeah. you can do those kind of things patients coming in complaining of tailbone pain and you know random <laughs> things like that yeah um hurting internal organs no not okay. really not yeah i always thought you were um, really yeah. like those those after pains there's been times when i'm like i'm really hurt now, you now take it doesn't off. mean that you can't have some good cramps afterwards. I've even had patients who are like, if it got inflamed enough coming in, they're like, I had diarrhea afterwards. And I mean, everything was just off. But I mean, diarrhea after sex? I've hurting. never had that happen. Me either. Yeah. Thank God, because I like to spend the night. <laughs> I mean, I've even heard people like their ears are ringing afterwards. Jesus, and, what is that? That sounds happening? like some good sex. <laughs> When I was trying to find some injuries today to talk about for weird sex, there was a guy and he had an orgasm and it was just so out of this world. He he bust a blood vessel or something in his eye and he couldn't see for a little bit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, your heart rate gets up, your blood pressure gets up. I mean, it it can affect a lot of things. Have you ever had Mm -hmm. some, you know, those little bones right there by your lips? vagina you know the little bones like if you like like here are your lips and then there's those little bones right there in between your thigh the little skinny bones it kind of feels like your collarbones but it's down here Uh can you break those no i mean well you can but not usually with sex i mean that you would have to be doing some some like (laughs) instrumentation or you know something really (laughs) really Mm-hmm. Um, be careful. Stay I'm like, safe. Even like childbirth, it's 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 rare to actually break some pelvic bones. So okay. Mm-hmm. Doctor Hawkins is like, what are y'all doing out here? What y'all really doing? <laughs> I'm gonna send you a questionnaire after this I'm episode. Doing. I mean, they've got apparatuses these days. Mm-hmm. There are a lot well, of apparatuses. upside down and all kinds. Of- We are going to take a quick break and go to Indecisive Diane. And when we come back, Dr. Hawkins, you're going to help us give some advice to our listeners. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? ladies there's this place it's called 10 degrees south oh my god you're gonna love it go there with a sugar daddy preferably or the love of your life will do here's the address 4183 roswell road it's located in buckhead it's a south african restaurant it looks like it looks like a lounge but there's rhinoceros heads on the wall go there try it out tell me how you like it bye 
Okay, and we are back from Indecisive Diane. If you guys want to ask <clears throat> us a question on the show, then you can email it to us, askcocktails at gmail.com. So let's get into the advice for the week. Do you have one pulled up already? Ooh, I do. Let me put my glasses on because y'all know I am blind. So this okay. one is short. The subject line, it says college sex question. Keep me anonymous. Hey, Kiki. Hey, Medina. Hey, girl. And, hey, girl. She goes, can you all do an episode or maybe speak to your sexual experiences in college? Like how you moved and maybe how you were perceived by others. I'm asking because college is an environment where everyone is highly scrutinized, but especially women and their sexuality by men and more so other women who aren't as free. Answer if you want. If not, I get it. Keep up the good work. Y'all be cracking me up. I think that's a good question. Like how do how how did you move in college? Um what did people think of you? I never really thought about it while I was in school, honestly. I kind of just like behaved how I behaved. But I had someone literally this past week, and that's why this is funny. I made a new friend. We were at dinner and she was like, her and I had posted on my Instagram and she reposted it. And she went to dinner with one of her friends who I think is a lawyer or something. And Dr. Hawkins, I was on a show called Temptation Island. It's like a dating show last year. And I forget I was on it all the time until someone brings it up. And she was like, oh, she was like, the girl, one of my girlfriends knows you. And she was, she doesn't know you, know you, but she knew you from college. She was like, oh, you're hanging out with the little loose girl from Clark. <laughs> And I well, said, excuse me? <laughs> so I didn't, I, I don't know how everyone perceived me, but I was very shocked that that was her perception of me because I wasn't the loose girl at Clark. So it was really interesting. Um, I say move how you move, respect yourself, and you can't be that worried about what people think of you. Yeah, um, my college experience, I didn't really concern myself a whole lot with um what other people thought of me when it came to sex i'll admit i did not have um a lot of different sexual partners i didn't really start um exploring more until after college when i got to atlanta mm -hmm. so there were a couple of guys i had sex with i don't think that i had a sexual reputation on campus um there were only um there was a guy that I dated for a while who went to Howard with me. And then there was another guy I had fucked around with and that was it. Everybody else was off campus. So that's one way to do it is to oh, go to different schools, you know, good advice. Mm -hmm. but even still, I didn't really do that much. It wasn't until later, but I think that you, what I tell people is be more concerned with safe sex while you're in college and just, practice just practicing going to the doctor you need to go to the doctor you need to get your checkups you need to make sure don't worry about what he says about his stds i mean worry about it but you can't rely on it like how guys will feel like because we're good they're good no you need to take um ownership of your vagina and its health and be careful um the same thing goes with um getting pregnant be conscious of that that can happen just one time is all it takes. Like, don't forget that. And um, have fun. And whether you really are the loose girl or not, somebody's probably going to say it. So you just, oh, just don't let that control you and what you want to do. Dr. Hawkins, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I tell, I, I tell patients, I get a lot of college students come in. Mm -hmm. So the thing I tell them all the time is you can only control you 
and keeping yourself safe. You have no control over what your partners are out doing that you know or don't know about. Um, and so you have to protect yourself and think about yourself. You have no control over what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. You only have control over you. Um, and so always, I tell them always be safe. Um, but I mean, it, for college, the thing that irritates me so much is that it's such a double standard that college guys, you know, it, it's expected for them to play the field and, mm-hmm. and be with have all the sex. And that's cool. And they're seen as like, you know, the guy who, who gets girls and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But then if a girl wants to date or move around, then like you said, it's the loose girl from Clark, you know, <laughs> do what you want to do. Don't worry about what other people think about you. Be safe. Nobody's saying be promiscuous. Yeah. But, it's your you life, your sis. Life. It is at the end of the day, and that's with everything. This is your life. So yeah. live it how you want and just be smart, like Kiki said. Be smart. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Next one. Hey, Kiki and Medina. I um hey, the subject line, um, so we know where this is going, is my man giving me E. coli dicks. That is um <laughs> where this advice is going. All right. <laughs> Um, I've been dating my man since the start of this year and we've been going strong through this pandemic. I'm bringing this part, this next part up because I'm trying to connect the dots myself. Two weeks ago, he decided he wanted to go to the gym, which I still argue with him about because pandemic, but I've let it go. When he came back sweaty and all, he immediately wanted to have sex with me. That's not usually my thing, but I thought of those hot movie scenes and figured I'd give it a go. (laughs) Lord, we had sex and everything was fine, except now it's two weeks later and I've developed a really bad UTI. I went to the doctor. They took tests and gave me meds. A few days later, my doctor called and told me I had to come back in and get a new prescription because the ones he gave me wouldn't work. I asked why and they said I had E. coli in my urine. I asked how that is even possible, and they said, well, from fecal matter, which doesn't make sense because I have OCD. I'm very hygienic, clean, you name it. Well, those are the same, but okay. Um, (laughs) After talking with friends, they brought up that some men have sex at gyms with other guys and that my man shouldn't be ruled out. Now, they really jumped far with this. Okay. I've never heard. (laughs) Right. Like, what? (laughs) Maybe you're wiping from back to front, not front to back, but okay. I've never (laughs) heard of this or had any suspicion of my man being interested in anyone but me while we've been together. But for the sake of my health and peace of mind, how do I pose the question to him without ruining a good thing? Help. Don't think you no, should ask him if he's having it. sex with men at the gym. I yeah. think that that is not going to go over well. So let's start there. <laughs> That's not going to go over well. Mm-hmm. And actually, E. coli UTIs are not uncommon. It's just cross-contamination. And she answered her question at the very beginning of this whole description. He came home from the gym and they immediately had sex. He got sweaty. Sweat just gets wet, moves up around the balls. And it's just cross-contamination. Uh, that was, it was a little booty sweat mixed yeah, the booty sweat dripped down. Stuck in there and didn't take a shower before. Is yeah, that just, simple? Just tell him, he's, hey. Well, I mean, I can't say he's not having sex at the gym. Because <laughs> right, we don't know. He could be. <laughs> but, uh, 
more likely scenario is just because it was right after. Yeah, I I steer very clear from that after gym sex. As sexy as it sounds, and being Mary Jane made it look really sexy on on sh- on the show. I can't do it. I know I'm gonna have to be going to the doctor, and I'm not gonna keep paying these copays. Yeah. Um. So maybe just tell them, you know that was fun, but. I got E. coli in my urine. We cannot do this again. So, like, shower up first. Thank you. That's one of those ones where it really is okay to just be honest. Like, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Y'all both, he probably got E. coli, too. He just don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) And you better be honest because you might get it again. Mm -hmm. Just tell him wrong. And take your meds. Sorry that happened to you. Tell us how it goes. Yeah. Okay, so now it is time for us to move on to the cocktails. Remember, if you guys would like to share a cocktail with us, you can email it to us, cocktails.acl at gmail.com. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Dr. Hawkins here on cocktails. We like to start with a cocktail, but we like to end with a cocktail. So we're going to give you some examples. Kiki has an OG cocktail. I'm going to read a cocktail from one of the listeners. And then by the time we're done, you will share your cocktail with us. <laughs> so she's like, I have are we gonna cooler. run out of time please right she's like oh, <laughs> what y'all got going on over here i think my computer's gonna die in a second here. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you want to go okay. ahead and read yours medina yeah so this one is the subject line says seven days hey ladies so quick backstory before the tea i'm a 38 year old woman recently divorced mom of two of two teen girls. My ex and I do half and half with our girls. We se- we've been separated over two years now and we've had no physical contact since. But I have been recycling from my past. One was my very first and the other is that ex. You know that one ex, we all have them shaking my head. Anywho, I recently went uh, new. Not really. We went to high school together and have flirted virtue oh we have flirted via the social medias but never had sex well a few weeks ago on my seven off i don't know what that means um it happened he came over after work and put in work omg this man made me come back to back to back which I love, but I usually tap out after four because they normally do too. Baby, I lost count. It was Mm. his birthday, so he has stuff to do. But before he left, he thanked me for starting off his birthday and ate my cake. You guessed it. I came like three times and I had to go be a soccer mom right after that. But after the games and runs, he was back and it was no fluke. Repeat performance. Fast forward to this past weekend, it happened again. And Kiki, he called me a soul snatcher your girl congratulations looking looking forward to my next seven thanks ladies love mama j come on mama j mama j said i'm a soccer mom but look mama got needs too mama gotta have a life too jody (laughs) y'all okay so mine is sad um I was trying to be a soul snatcher the other night i don't know what got into me i think that i have forgotten that like 
two glasses of wine. I'm gonna be a little tipsy and I'll probably fall asleep. So y'all know I've been telling y'all I've been so tired lately. I'm not sleeping through the night, whatever. So I'm cooking dinner the other night and I, um, the recipe called for wine in the recipe. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a glass and I'm gonna put a glass in the dish, right? So I drank the wine. I invite this guy over and he was like, well, I have to finish. Um, he was doing some work. So he's like, mm-hmm. I have to finish doing this stuff. I'll come over later. It's going to be a couple hours. I was like, okay, no problem. I got my shows to watch. I'm still cooking dinner. Like you can come when you finish. It'll all be good. So as I'm cooking, I'm like texting him. I'm trying to like set the mood initially. I'm sending all these nasty messages, all these things that we're going to be doing to each other. He's writing me back. I'm writing him. We're just going back and forth for a while. Do y'all know that my ass had that wine? I ate my dinner and I fell asleep on the couch. He came to my house, could not get inside. Because he kept calling the gate to come into my garage and park, come upstairs and everything. I did not hear it. He called me so many times. Then he called me just like FaceTime me. My phone was on silent and I'm like sleep like this on my phone. I heard nothing. I woke up at like 5 a.m. Like what the fuck? How did that happen? So was he mad? Yeah. Because he came over, like he said he was. And then I was looking at our text messages. Y'all, I fell asleep within 20 minutes. He got there after our last exchange of messages. He said, I'm about to hop in the shower and I'll be on my way. I said, okay. 20 minutes later, he's at the gate and I'm probably snoring at this point. It's very sad, very unfortunate. So I'm going to try again today. So much can happen in between like 15 and 20 minutes. Honestly, even 10 minutes, especially when you're just really tired. When people be like, you wasn't asleep. I just texted you. I was asleep. Like sometimes when you are just trying to stay up and you're on your last bit of energy, I will run myself like the energizer money and then it's over. I'm Mm -hmm. out. I'm dead to the world until, you know, I wake up a few hours later. Yeah. I can fall asleep anytime, anywhere. Through anything. I can, the only thing I can't sleep through is um, snoring. That's the only Mm -hmm. thing that will keep me awake. Anything else, music can be on, my neighbors can be loud. I'm not complaining. I'll be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately, my cocktail has no cock in it. Um, Dang, cock fail. Me, y'all. Yes, it was a fail. Okay, Dr. Hawkins, <laughs> let's hear yours. I don't have a whole bunch of crazy stories. It could, it could um, be romantic. Do you have anything romantic? But well, I wouldn't. Even, I'll I'll give you this one that I that I thought of anyway. It was just it was a fail. It was a it was a dating fail. Um, this guy was super cute, tall basketball player, you know, I was like super excited about this date. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, you know, went out for dinner and drinks and had a good time. And then we went back and we were just going to like watch a movie, hang out, had cute little sandals on. It was summertime and we had to walk through some grass to get to his apartment or whatever. And this was, this is back in the day when we were still living in apartments, but um, so yeah, you know, a little bit of dirt and and grass on my toes from walking through the grass or whatever, but you know, whatever. It's cute. I got cute sandals on. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there, you know, turns on the movie and then he starts taking my shoes off and I'm like, oh, he's going to massage my feet. And then he put my toes in his mouth. <gasps> and I was just like... I can't grass stained toes. Right. Yeah, jungle feet. And I'm like, I just. And then he wanted to kiss me. I was like, I can't. 
<laughs> I got jungle I didn't go on another date with him. I just want to went and rinsed my feet off really quick. Well, I would have, or even like if somebody is like a toe sucker, don't they usually like have a fetish of like maybe they're gonna wash your feet first or something? Like mm -hmm. it was just the dirt. I mean, I could even feel the grit going into his mouth. Oh. I was just like, yeah, that's awful. Cock fail to too. Yeah, toe suckers are not my thing. I guess. <laughs> well, thank well, you so much for coming on the show, Doctor Hawkins. We it was a pleasure. It was great to have you. You really dropped some knowledge on us, y'all. If you guys ever want to send us a cocktail to be read on the show, make sure you email it to cocktails.atl at gmail .com. Doctor Alexis, where if you want to be found, you can let every everyone know where to find you. If you have anything you want to plug, now would be the time. Oh, well, if you're in Oklahoma and you're looking for an OBGYN, um, you can look me up, Angela Hawkins, MD, on Facebook. Um, I'm through SSM Health in Oklahoma City. My partner is also a beautiful Black woman, so sure. either one of us would be great for you to come and see. There were two of four in the whole area. So, wow. Oh, wow. Um, That's incredible. Okay, well, thanks again so much um, for coming. Also, you guys, make sure you are subscribed to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cocktails. Um, you can go on there. We have multiple tiers with different levels. Um, you'll get access to different things. We release bonus content every week, and we have other special things that are only for people in our Patreon community. Again, that's patreon.com slash cocktails. Um, make sure you're following us on social media. We're at Cocktails Podcast. I'm at Kiki Said So. And I'm at Coffee Bean Dean. And until next week, you guys, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.